peace of our Lord be with you. In today's gospel reading, Simon and Andrew are casting their nets into the Sea of Galilee. James and John are in their boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets. The passage includes a simple statement, for they were fishermen. Well-placed words that, at least for me, seem, (coughs) seem to drive home the point that this is what these men do every day. It's probably what they grew up doing and planned to continue doing. It's what they knew. It's who they were, and no one would imagine them leaving for the unknown. On this day, Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And as we all know, they did just that. James and John left their father behind in the boat with the hired hands to venture off into the unknown. This act of the disciples choosing to leave their home and family to follow Jesus may have many meanings, but but that choice of the disciples to leave and follow Jesus delivers a timely message for me that I wanted to share today. It's that difficult but often necessary leap from the familiar to the unknown that the disciples made. In order to follow Jesus, they all had to begin by leaving their comfort zone. These were just fishermen. They had not done anything like this before, but they trusted Jesus and followed him anyway. But stepping out of a comfort zone and choosing to follow in your faith is not just something the disciples did. It's something we as humans all deal with on a daily basis, especially with God and our church. Leaving our comfort zone isn't something we may necessarily want to do. But most of the time, we do it anyway, purely because we know it will enhance our lives in the long run. A big part of what we learn at Northminster is how to leave this comfort zone, to go out and face the uncomfortable. Being a part of the youth group at Northminster, I have stepped out of my comfort zone a lot. Whether I was going on a trip to a mystery destination, giving up my phone at Passport, Or even that time Stephen Fuller had us literally eat baby food in an attempt to teach us about trust. The congregation, leaders, and pastors here at Northminster have always pushed us to move out of our comfort zone in the interest of improving ourselves as well as our community. While at first I was not too excited to get uncomfortable, it always made me better as a person and moved me closer to my faith. Of course, getting uncomfortable is not something that only exists in church. It's everywhere in life. It's incredibly easy to want to settle in, but eventually something will force you to do something new. For example, in a few months, I will be entering college, leaving the comfort of my home and stepping into an entirely new world. If that's not stepping out of my comfort zone, I don't know what is. However, I feel ready for it. And a large part of the reason why is because of these experiences I have had through this church that have prepared me. Which leads me into the second meaning that I drew from this passage. By deciding to follow Jesus, the disciples weren't just doing something new. They were joining together as a family of faith. Choosing to follow Christ isn't just a solo experience. It's the joining of an entire family of faith. The disciples had each other's backs. 
And likewise, being a part of this church has meant that I have always been surrounded by people who have had mine. Northminster is my church family. There are so many people in this church who I've been around since before I could walk. The people in this place have wrapped their arms around me and refused to let go. They're still holding on to me as we all learn about God together. And the history of this church family runs deep. In college, my father began attending this church with the Boone family. Later, these walls and this space become a source of peace for us. During challenging times, this church has always been there for me, whether it was Woody giving me a big smile, Dabs shedding a tear watching one of her youth, or the caregiving cards I have received with so many member signatures. Northminster has always been there for me. I distinctly remember a few years ago, I walked into my den only to hear Pastor Poole on speakerphone talking to one of my brothers, discussing the historical context and various interpretations of the Bible. Now that is a family of faith. The act of the disciples following Jesus symbolizes both leaving our comfort zone and joining a family of faith because these two actions are deeply intertwined. This family of faith has made it easier to navigate life. Just as the disciples had each other to fall back on, we have our own family faith that we can always fall back on as well. It comforts me to know that no matter where my journey in life takes me, Northminster will always be here and remain with me. As Pastor Poole once said, this journey begins in the arms of the church before you can walk and will end in the arms of the church after you can. Amen. Talk about stepping out of your comfort zone. <laughs> David, our psalmist for today, understood that as well. When reading Psalm 62, I was impressed with, and slightly jealous of, the amount of confidence that David puts in God. He calls God his rock, his salvation, his fortress from which he cannot be shaken. I love God just as much as the next person, but I have to admit, sometimes it's hard to sit back and, well, let Jesus take the wheel. Between the distractions and overwhelming struggles that come with being human, there are times that we become consumed with despair instead of having faith that everything will work out in the end. The psalmist, the psalmist offers two options from which we must choose. The first option involves trusting your own instincts and resources. This choice seems easier, creating your own success, clawing your way to the top without having to think about your effect on others. The second choice, however, is to devote our lives to God and trusting God completely. This choice requires taking a step even when you can't clearly see where the path leads. David's decision is obvious. He takes the opportunity to place his trust in God at all times. We are called to make a similar choice. Even though this wasn't part of the lectionary for the day, David alludes to similar struggles when he discusses the petty drama that we often become wrapped up in. In verses three and four, David says, how long will you assail a person? Will you batter your victim, all of you, as you would a leaning wall, a tottering fence? Their only plan is to bring down a person of prominence, 
They take pleasure in falsehood. They bless with their mouths, but inwardly they curse. He addresses those who take pleasure in orchestrating another's downfall and being fake towards others. Doesn't that sound like high school? <laughs> David asks how long we will allow ourselves to be consumed in these trivial matters when all they provide is pain. However, David states it's not enough to just have confidence in ourselves. We need a foundation in our faith around, as well as, um, we need a foundation in our faith as well to provide solace from these distractions. God is a refuge for us. In the second part of the psalm, David says, put no confidence in extortion and set no vain hopes on robbery. If riches increase, do not set your heart on them. David warns us not to cheat the scales in vain hopes of increasing material and earthly wealth. We often become fixated on human definitions of success, perfect test scores and GPA, popularity, wealth, etc. The amount of money or privilege we have does not determine our value or our happiness. According to David, our only hope of eternal happiness and peace is to part our faith in something more powerful than ourselves. Each of us possesses a different understanding of God. Some of us are like David with his unshaken faith. Others have doubts. Personally, I find it hard sometimes to put unending trust in something I don't have the full capacity to fully understand. The struggles of everyday life and the horrors I witness others facing in their lives can promote doubt and questions. I don't have an answer or solution to these questions and skepticisms, but I do believe it's better to have faith in something you don't understand than to live without faith at all. The entirety of Psalm 62 portrays an endless cycle of confidence and struggle, where at first we believe and trust in God completely, but sometimes life hits and we find ourselves lost in sorrow and conflict. The struggles of the psalmist, and all of us in a larger scale, are valid and real, but the psalmist argues they only exist as they are circumscribed by faith. Despite the obstacles that life throws at us, our faith acts as a rock, a constant reminder that we have someone who loves us indefinitely. The psalmist rests peacefully, rests peacefully with God because of the unfaltering trust he has in his faith. In turn, the psalmist suggests that inner peace remains constant for us as long as we have a foundation of faith around which to construct our lives. We often refer to the circle of life as if our existence equally alternates between struggle and success. The oval of life is really a more accurate description because the trying aspects of our lives tend to weigh heavier than the easy parts. Whenever we are challenged, it seems to take forever before we finally make it back around to the good and happy parts where our hope remains uncontested. Time flies when you're having fun, but not every moment is perfect and happy. In those moments, time seems to creep by. Even though there are times where our faith is tested, the difficult parts are necessary because otherwise we wouldn't notice when life is good again. The downturns are required for us to rise back up. Though the miserable parts seem to be elongated and have a greater arc, putting faith in something broader than yourself provides hope that the tides will turn and tomorrow will be a better day. When time seems to stand still or we are paralyzed by the prospect of the unknown, what acts as our gravity? What, beyond hope, keeps us grounded? For me, Northminster has been my rock since birth. 
The people here have watched me grow from that little girl in the burgundy velvet dress and hat, eagerly making her way down the aisle to Miss Amy to hear the Christmas story, to the soon-to-be high school grad um, who stands before you today. As we go on to take the next step, that being college for the seniors, it is important, it is comforting to know that we always have a home and a refuge in God and in this church, no matter the distance. I don't have all the answers, but I'm grateful for a place that allows me to question and to believe without fully understanding. Being part of a family that grants us strength to place our lives in the hands of God provides hope that we can overcome anything. So even though the future is full of uncertainties, all things are possible when you have hope and a foundation of faith. Having heard all of the strong and true words which have been spoken in this sanctuary this morning, we invite you now to make important decisions for our Lord and our Lord's church during this time of response. You can see why so many of us so often say that Youth Sunday is our favorite Sunday of the year at Northminster. We're so grateful to and for these youth group members who have led us in worship today. Our youth group members who prepared, wrote, gathered all of the liturgy which is printed in our order of worship. And youth group members who taught Sunday school throughout these buildings today to our children and to our adults. Such a powerful moment in the life of our church. It is one of those moments when we remember who we are one of those moments when we remember why we are here. I'm looking around this room and seeing so many alumni of Youth Sundays in the past, those who have helped to lead us in worship as young people and who now help to lead us as adults in the life of this church. And our hearts are filled with uh, what we like to call that good kind of crowd and a deep sense of thanksgiving and gratitude and also a strong sense of hope. This is our second consecutive Youth Sunday uh, since uh, Stephen and Chase Fuller moved to Gastonia, North Carolina for Stephen to become the pastor 
there at First Baptist Church. So once again, Youth Sunday has been supported by adults who have given their time so freely. Uh, as you can imagine, it would be hard to estimate the number of hours which stand behind this one hour. So we're deeply grateful to adults in our congregation who've given so fully and freely of your best time and energy to help our young people be prepared. We have not all of, but a big portion of our youth group uh, sitting here on these first three pews along with some of their Sunday night leaders and um, thank you. Thanks for all you do to make Northminster its very best self. Uh, we need you and we are glad that we have you. And as our preachers said this morning, you will always 